afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, September the 2nd. Fuck! It's September! Took him to work and I'm seeing all the friggin' university kids back in town and that tells me the summer is, well, it's on the way out. That's okay, maybe global warming with the power of Al Gore behind us can extend our summer by a couple more weeks so that we can still enjoy some nice weather. But we've got another great show lined uh, up for you this week, obviously. Um, we had two weeks to, to accrue useful news. Uh, last week, of course, I had lots of news. This week wasn't like completely laden with it, so it worked out well. We've got a good, uh, we've got a good list to, uh, to go over with you guys today. Uh, before going into all of our other usual shenanigans. But before we do, of course, we've got the most important question to ask from each and every week before we get started. Mr. Maximus Black, how was your week? Uh, another week. That's it. Fantastic. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Lots happened. Very productive. Everything good. No more bark mulch. No more... Yard work, no more housing-related things, no nothing. It was just a day uh, or a week of RP, I'm guessing, then, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm. Uh, Actually, that's month. a lie. You did a StarCraft uh, stream. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I did two of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably play three or four times a week. Um, after mm. RP. Um, yeah, I've just got an itch. Uh, so I'm scratching it, and uh. Yeah, no, I ain't. I don't have a whole lot going on. I'm kind of catching up to streaming again because I took quite a bit of time off last month for real estate related stuff, and then just enjoying a little bit of summer. So I'm playing catch up probably this next thirty days, and then uh, I got tenants moving out of the place I'm selling. Then I have uh, a month to get it prepped, and then it sells in the beginning of November. So um, yeah, October Lovely. and November will probably be a little busier, but um, that's it. With the market the way that it's been now, uh, I mean, uh, I don't think that uh, selling at the end of the year is going to be an issue anymore. It's just when people, whenever they get a house, well, it's already sold. It. It's already sold. Oh, oh! I th- when you said prep for selling, I thought you hadn't you hadn't put it on uh, put no, it on no, market yet. It, no, no, we did that over the last. So prep for handing it months. over, more yeah. or less. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, wonderful. Um, well, the last uh, couple weeks for me, obviously, I wasn't here last week. That's why the podcast didn't happen. Uh, em and I went down to the family home for uh, a few days, and then I ended up having a couple extra things to do down there while I was there that uh, we didn't think was going to happen when I went down. Dad didn't seem to think there was going to be uh, much to uh, to do because he had just been down not long before. But when we got there, there was uh, one of the windows part of the house uh, had a hole in it, just glass just broken. Uh, and so I was investigating that and seeing if I could figure out why it broke. And then, of course, I had to repair the window. It sucks because it's one of the uh, older windows. You know, the house is 180 years old or so, and so it was original glass that broke. Uh, so it's hard to match that shit when you replace it. Uh, but we uh, we got that done, so I spent some time trying to figure that out. And then the front porch was just literally falling apart. Dad and I built that front porch when I was nine years old. I am no longer nine years old. And it gets a lot of water. And so, and so, and my grandmother salted the everlasting shit out of that front porch every winter. Every one of those nails, they, they're just, they're just there aesthetically now. There's not a single nail 
that is not completely rusted through on that entire board. So you walk and it's just like boards are just like fucking bouncing all over the place. And like half of the stringers don't even exist. I like found some, uh, some nails out in, out in our storage. And I started driving nails and some of them were finding wood. And then I get to like closer to the front of the doorstep and it was just nothing. It was just hitting air on the other side. Absolutely nothing to fucking grab onto. So anyway, there was some housing repairs and stuff that, uh, we snuck in while I was there and, and so, uh, we postponed the podcast for, uh, for a week. Uh, other than that, I had a CT scan on that Friday, like after we got back on the Thursday, had a CT scan, went in, uh, to the hospital for that. Um, uh, that wasn't too bad. It's just that because it was, they were doing like my, a pelvic scan, I had to drink, uh, the, uh, the dye ahead of time at home the night before and then the morning of, and you have to like, you know, not eat or drink certain times or whatever, and then they inject you with some bullshit that they give you a laundry list of side effects that could happen one in whatever million times, but they have to do it because they have to protect themselves. And it just makes you feel like you're pissing yourself when you're getting a CT scan. It's quite an interesting feeling if you've never had one before. I had one when I was like, I think I was, uh, I was probably 11 or so years old last time I had it. I've forgotten what the sensation's like, but it's fucking weird if you've never had it done before. It literally feels, so you lay on the, have you had a CT scan? All You ha- you must have for your knee or something. Uh, um, no. Or was it just x-rays? It. I just had x-rays and, um, uh, ultrasounds, but. Uh, okay, so the MRI, yeah, so the MRI, you lay down on this table, which was not made for anyone over five foot, probably ten. And so I'm maxing this bitch out already by a long shot. Oh, are but you be- talking about the thing that's like, glung, 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 and you're in the, you're in the. The imaging it's, thing, like the dome. There is an imaging dome. It's not super loud. Like the new ones are pretty quiet. Yeah, but it I, I does. Did, yeah, I did one for my knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so if you're just doing it, if they don't have to look, they're looking at my veins. So they needed to use the dye so that they could see the vein gotcha. show up on the scan. So you lay down on the table, and when they do the injection, they do it remotely uh, from behind. You know, the protected, the nurses are protected or whatever back there. And you have to raise your arms up and behind your head when you're on the table. I already long maxed out the table, so I look. I must look fucking stupid. I, my arms were all the way off the fucking table. I was like Superman in my shit. I was like planking like it was 2013. Uh, and they got the the needle into me or whatever, and they they put it in. And how it feels is that it's like from the injection site, you start to feel warm. It's real fucking weird. Not like a sweat warm, but like an internal warm. Like somebody's putting like hot coffee through your through your veins and shit and it just goes all the way down and you feel it's weird it's like a wave as it's going through your body until it hits uh down into your like uh pelvis or whatever uh and uh literally just kind of feels like you're pissing yourself so that was an interesting look at what i'm going to be like when i'm 88 years old uh and uh wetting the bed every every five to ten hours uh, so it was good. Get that done. Uh, I'll wait on the results for that and otherwise it's just been another week playing a lot of magic the gathering arena I've uh, been having a pretty good time with that. That's been uh, that's been pretty fun. Um, other than the usual, you know, card game bullshit. And uh, yeah, that's oh, and twelve minutes. I played twelve minutes, which was like that, that game that we saw from E three, the top down, that has James McAvoy and and uh, or Daisy Ridley and uh, uh, oh, for fuck, what's his name? One more, one more. That was like the one of the standout things at E3. Everyone was like, what is this cast for this random indie game? Um, but, uh, played that and, uh, I'm going to have the review up. Willem Dafoe. Thank you, Mark, uh, for covering me there. So, um, 
That was an interesting game, to say the least. I'll have a review for that in the next couple of days, and because I wrote that yesterday, and that was my week. Now it's time to talk about video games, Mr. Black. You ready to talk about some video games? Ready. It's not quite video games, actually it's Twitch-related, but Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman, who, of course, if you guys would have remembered last time we would have talked about them, was two years ago when they signed their contracts pretty much simultaneously. They're not at the same agency, but they signed more or less in the same week uh, last time around. Uh, their contracts uh, obviously ran up, they were in re-signings, and both of them decided to go Team Red. They both uh, hopped on over to, uh, to YouTube. There was no, there was no lead up to this that I knew of for either of them. I mean, Dr. Lupo announced that shit and 24 hours later his ass was on YouTube. There was no, there was no, uh, there was no, this is happening on this, on this day or whatever. It was just like, hey guys, guess what? YouTube next day, boom, YouTube and off to the races. And more or less, uh, the same with, uh, with Tim. But yeah, both of them had their contracts signed around the same time. So not surprising that we'd be seeing them pop up now. I have to say... Of between the two, I I I'm not surprised to see Tim head on over. I think Tim, especially if you're going to give him a bag, I think Tim misses playing with Doc and a couple of you know a couple of the other guys uh, at this point. But probably Doc more than anything because they really played a lot together. But Doctor Lupo, I just thought would never leave Twitch. I thought Doctor Lupo was just going to like no life his his shit on Twitch uh, forever and a day. Obviously, obviously money notwithstanding uh, whatever youtube offered must have been fucking enormous though because i just had this this feeling that uh that dr lupo was going to forever be uh just a an a an institution of sorts on on twitch but bless him he took it he did a very honest video about it he said guys it's going to let me stream way less hours make a lot of money spend more time with my family and focus on doing long-form content, which I wanted to do for a long time, but never had the time to do it because I had to be streaming all the time to make money. And so people were, like, trying to politicize it. It's like, no, no, it's it's YouTube showed up and said, hey, stream less hours. We're going to pay you a bunch of money. Go spend time with your family. And everyone said, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Somebody said, what about loyalty to what the brand that made and you? And everyone said, get the fuck, hey, hey, get the fuck hey, out of here. Listen, listen, here's, <laughs> here's the cold, hard truth, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the money, cold, money talks, cold, hard truth. Nobody gives a fuck about loyalty. What you care about is getting paid and not being a slave to your work. If you can do those two things and they still offer you a platform to stream on and you ain't got to worry, you do it. This ain't about, this ain't about, oh, I, I got fans. I got 80 month subscriptions and Twitch made you and without them, you know, you wouldn't be anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, hey, listen, if Twitch wanted them so bad, could have paid for them. They could have paid. They could have done the exact same thing. They could have said, you know what? We really like you here, Dr. Lupo. We've donated millions of dollars to your charity work. Hey, Tim the Tatman, you're one of the biggest streamers on the platform. He's got a, for the most part, a positive uh, outlook on gaming and, and how he presents himself. They both represent, I think, what Twitch wants to represent. Even more so, Dr. Lupo. 
um, if they wanted them that bad. All they needed to do was say, hey, guys, stay on the platform. Stream less hours. Here's a guaranteed salary. Sign with us for X amount of years and keep doing what you're doing. We understand streaming 70, 80 hours a week is not healthy. We understand you want to do and travel. You want to work on other content. You want to be with your family? You want to be with your family? You've been doing (laughs) this for years and years and years, and you haven't been able to do anything. Oh, and by the way, both of these guys are already rich as fuck. Yes, yeah. So, you know, it's not just about money. It's about freedom. The freedom to do what you want with your time, to stop trading time for dollars. And Twitch has an opportunity with any of their content creators to give them a position or put them in a position to have both lives. And they're not willing to do that because the harsh reality is, is if Twitch writes a check to any of these guys, they got to write a check to all of these guys. And that's the reason why they're not doing it. It's not because they don't want them on the platform. They want them. They need them on the platform. It's not even want anymore. They need them. Uh, because the more these guys go over and these gals go over, the the less and less of a market share they have and the less and less of a grip hold they have on the entire market. Now, they're still a monopoly. They're still absolutely the juggernaut. This isn't like Twitch dying by any means. But this this is a statement. And let it, let us let us not forget, all these guys and girls, they network with each other, all of them. They're all friends. They all live in fucking Beverly Hills. They all go to the same parties. They all go to the same big sporting events. They the all have first, same agents. The first announcement that they made was that, like, today, Lupo, Tim, Doc, and Courage are getting together to play together. Of course. And it's going to be mega. And, and it's going to be huge. And whispers are going to go and happen to the other people that they play with. You know, the Nick Merks, the Summits, the 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 guys that are all sort of in, in the circle or, or in the know. And when these Twitch contracts run up, they're going to be presented with a deal. And it's up to them if they want to take the move or not. And it all depends on where you're at in your career. If they want to say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go over to YouTube for a year, two years, three years, or indefinitely, and they're going to pay us X amount of dollars, and I get to stream half of what I stream or less than that, and I'm guaranteed money? Why wouldn't you? Fuck loyalty. What is Twitch doing? What is Twitch doing? Mark, yeah, because the question wait, wait, is wait, like, wait, like, what is to? what is Twitch, modern Twitch specifically, what is Twitch doing as far as loyalty to any, even their top, top, top people? Like other other than other than their faces being on the front page, which kind of would happen by proxy, proxy or by I guess. Uh, like automatically because like, of their sheer size. Yeah. Like, I, what are they really like? What are they really doing? I mean, the the I think the the fun kind of uh, of convergence points here is that for the last, you know, I think Doctor Tim, like I said, Doctor Lupo's move is more of a statement. I think for or more of a statement for people to pick on for fodder when discussing these moves because Dr. Lupo represents a very specific type of streamer. The, the positivity, the, the 
fundraiser, you know, uh, he is the fundraiser guy. I mean, that's him. Uh, and to have him decide to move platforms um, at the same time where Twitch has had one to two years since he's signed of arguably their worst PR in the history of the company. For me, even I thought about that at first. I was like, I know he's getting a bag. I know that's the primary move is he's getting a bag and he gets to spend time with his family. That's primarily it. But I can't, for Dr. Lupo, I also can't help but think that in the back of his mind to a degree, he's looking at Twitch and going, this is not it. I've been here for two years and all this shit going on. Well, I don't, th- you know what? I, 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 I agree with that to, an, to a degree, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't think that's it at all. I really don't. I think no, it's, it's the money that, and the time. I think, I think it's the money and the time. In fact, I'm, I'm almost no. It's the money and the time. But they, for me, uh, it was like they took but, the last little thing and went and just cherried yeah. like, the top here, of the here, shit. Here, 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 here's, here's where, where the, the dumpster fire that is Twitch um, plays into a factor of Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman's uh, reasons for moving. And this is it right here. They were presented an opportunity to go. They were going to take it regardless. Whether hmm. Twitch is is in its absolute peak and everything's firing all cylinders, everybody's happy, everybody's swinging, kumbaya, uh, you know, uh, bit rates are better, sites running better, no more hate raids, no uh, hot tub section, no uh, nothing. Every, every everything it's perfect, right? They're still moving, but what the negativity does is it allows them. If they wanted to, and they're not doing it publicly anyway, to pass the buck and say, listen, it's a it's a dumpster fire, guys. And I'm given all these opportunities. It's a way that they saw, I think, as a as a business person, I would look at it as a way to jump ship now when everything isn't good. Because it's much easier to convince your viewers to come with you because they're all with their pitchforks saying, fuck Twitch, it's burning it. What's happening here? And then when their when their favorite streamers are leaving and big dogs, you know, they they're going, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't really gonna go over here to Facebook or YouTube or you know, Mixer or whatever the case may have been, but now I'm gonna do it because Yeah, I guess this place is fucking shit. Right? That's it's like the perfect storm. If you were gonna jump, now's the time to do it because as a viewer, this is the most receptive they're ever going to be to jump. So on top of that, you're getting paid the most you've ever been paid. Oh, and spoiler alert to everybody. These guys are making way more money on YouTube gaming than Twitch. You don't leave for the same. You don't leave for a 10, 20% pay bump. It doesn't happen. These guys are making millions of dollars a year already. Millions with an M. They're not leaving for one extra million bucks. It's not happening. They're making fuck tons more money. And on top of that, they're going to have a life to enjoy the money with. Fuck loyalty. You work your entire career for this moment. To have the ability to choose a team and one that's going to reward you for your decade of effort. You take it. 
And you definitely take it when the site you're on is on fire. <laughs> it's you the cherry, even, bro. You don't even, you don't, it's, it's like, yes, thank God they're on fire. This makes it so much easier. Loyalty at that point isn't even a thing. You're just like, ah, it is what it is. If Twitch wanted them, they could have them. Yeah. They don't want to pay people. They don't. Twitch looks at it and goes, there are so many other people that are going to come up and replace Dr. Lupo and Tim the Tatman. They might. And you know what? Hey, it's going to be like UFC, right? They lose Khabib. Yeah. Well, there'll be another one, right? Not quite the same, but, you know, people will forget and there'll be somebody else. And that's great. And Twitch will throw all their advertising dollars into them and give them seven figure deal uh, sponsorship related deals and put them on a pedestal and clip their stuff every day and put it on their Twitter and put them on front page in the suggestions list and all this stuff and groom. Which them to makes be the you next wonder, thing. which makes you wonder if they're actually getting replacement or if they're just generating a new one. Well, naturally, what's going to happen is these guys leave. The ones that want to stay on Twitch are going to go to their to their peers that are staying. They're going to get even bigger. Then they're going to be put into a position where they hold all the cards and it's going to be a vicious circle, right? Until people just decide if they want to be on Twitch, YouTube or Facebook. And the thing is, is these these uh, these other streaming platforms are paying the money to have streamers and Twitch isn't. Now, Twitch does have some contracts, but it almost seems like they're getting away from that from big-time talent. There's only specific talent. Like, I see Twitch signing new people, uh, but a lot of them are smaller streamers. So I I don't know if they see something in these streamers and they want to groom them to be sort of the next big things that they're going to push in front page. And I don't know what Twitch's contracts are like uh, in terms of exclusivity. I'm not part of it. But my guess is, is when they sign with them, they're going to do their best effort to push their talent, their ambassadors, their Twitch ambassadors, guys like you and me, we're just on the platform. I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're looking at it like, you know, we can sign one of these people. We already, they're a known quantity, uh, which comes with, you know, its own, its own bonuses. Like you, you, we know what they're going to produce. We know what we're going to get out of them. Uh, or for the same amount of money or less, we can sign like fucking 25 other people, uh, all of which have the ability to be, let's, let's say 50 to 60% the size of this one other person. And so like on average, we're going to end up garnering more for less money than we did if we just funneled it all into one, I don't think so. one person. I don't think so. I mean, they have to. It has to be something like that because otherwise, why wouldn't they be spending their money right now? Like, yeah, but think about this: you lose Doctor Lupo and Tim the Tapman. It's only a matter of time before you lose other big guys are going to go with them. This isn't. This isn't just. You know, this isn't just. Well, this is an extension. This is an extension of when Ninja and Shroud left, and that started the 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 culture of it's okay to take bags. And go literally fucking anywhere because why wouldn't you secure the bag if Twitch isn't going to respect what you bring to the platform and pay you for it? The only reason why Twitch offered these guys money in the first place is because Mixer was offering people money. That's it. If, if If Mixer wasn't handing out these contracts to people and buying up talent, there might be a very small select few of streamers that have some kind of extra added deal or a salary from Twitch. If it wasn't for Mixer, none of these guys are getting the bag. 
Oh, and by the way, I said this years ago when Ninja left to go to Mixer. Everybody needs to thank Ninja. Everybody. Yeah. He's the, the, he's the one that made all of this culture of taking the bag somewhere else. Ninja was the one. Ninja was the one. Hate him, love him, or be indifferent, right? I'm in the indifferent thing. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't watch him, nothing, but I respect this guy because what he did is he, he understood leverage and he went and he got a fucking huge bag and he set a precedent that, hey, we're like athletes. If you want Le- LeBron Dra- James's of the streaming world, you got to pay for him. Because if you're not going to pay for him, now that there's more teams, before he's leaving Cleveland. Team, he's leaving Cleveland, <laughs> right? He's going to the Lakers, right? Th- that's where he's going because the Lakers want to want a ring. So you know, let's let's go and try let's go and try and 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 get something going here. Ninja knew, but Ninja went. He got his huge fucking bag of like twenty or thirty million bucks for two years, right? Oh, and by the way, guys, think about this. The size of Ninja, look at the size of Tim the Tatman. You know what I mean? Okay? These aren't small bags that these guys are leaving for, all right? Tim so, Tim probably got $20 million to go to YouTube. It would, my, it would, it would, it would be my guess. I mean, it, pretty pretty damn close to it. I mean, it would be like yeah. a minimum $7 million a year. I mean, because uh, yeah. you lose a lot as well, right? You lose a lot as well. Um, but anyway, these guys, they sign... Ninja signs. He is the martyr. The dude that everybody is like, either fuck you, you 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 turned your back on the platform, on the thing that made you, on the fans. I'm not going over there. He made his money and he set a precedent for everybody else. And not only that, he got his bag, mixer went under, so he, he got to back. recoup the whole bag, and then he came back. His contract wasn't even over. His contract, it was a one-year, $20 million bag. And he came back and signed a deal with, with, uh, with uh, Twitch. With Twitch. So here's another $20 million bag. You know? And now when his bag is up, okay? When his bag is up and all of his friends are on YouTube gaming, what do you think Ninja's going to do? He's gone, bro. He's going. Unless Twitch opens up their wallet and pays a large amount of money to re-sign this guy. He's already, he's, dude, remember when Ninja left, guys? Ninja shit all over Twitch. All over him. And And they still paid. shit all over Ninja. It was this, like, you know, toxic relationship that they broke up. And then, I hate Twitch missed the sex. Yeah. And then when Ninja was like, (laughs) hey. Hey, my side piece is gone. <laughs> Do you want to get back in the sack? It's all you. It's you or it's you or YouTube Ninja or uh, Twitch. Take your pick, and Twitch paid. And Ninja had an opportunity to go to Facebook, and oh, yeah. apparently, rumor was they're paying him double than what Mixer was paying him. And he said no, because he's got fuck you money. He's gonna go where his friends are. He's gonna go where. The, the the contract is best. And even still today, Ninja doesn't stream nearly as much as he used to. I don't and even I hear that guy's you, name anymore. I guarantee you the contract that Ninja has with Twitch is not streamed 250 hours a month. No. I fucking guarantee you. I guarantee it. And that's exactly what these guys are getting on another platform. Hey, Tim the Tatman's got 88K on, on, on YouTube right now. 
Yeah. Listen, these th- th- and this it was is... ninety. It was ninety an hour and a half ago. So he's holding it today. So so and it's fresh. So I mean, this will probably It'll go down the, to like yeah. 40, 30, 40,000 concurrent. Oh but darn! Th- oh oh no! <laughs> Horrible. But when you start getting these big giants, these 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 juggernauts going over there, and they start getting concurrent, what it's doing, guys? You might not see this. It's creating a habit with the viewer. They're starting to get used to not being on Twitch. And everybody's bitching and complaining about Twitch. So it's almost going to be cool to not be there. It's almost going to be cool, like, you know, like a hipster thing uh, to just not be there. And, and again, kind of- right now with all the fucking the houses on fire, it just adds another for the viewer as well. They can also show like, had, like, look, I just don't want to be up caught up in all this drama. I'm tired. Turn on my Twitter every fucking day and seeing yep. three different hashtags about how Twitch is on fire. And you just go to YouTube and watch my shit and hang yep. out with, uh, with whoever's there. And it's, yeah, I don't get emojis right now, but fuck it. I get no drama for no emojis. That's, that's yep. my trade off right now as a viewer. Yep. So, uh, listen, I'm happy for these guys that are getting the bag. Um, and more importantly, cause they've already got bags. But congratulations on getting a bigger bag. But more importantly, congratulations on your freedom. Mm. Because I am jealous. Can I, can I get a fuck. can I get a, a a classic freedom right out of right freedom! out? Of- <laughs> That's where the real value is at. That's where the value is at. The freedom to see family, friends travel, make content that you were scared to make before because like Dr. Lupo said, he wanted to do longer form stuff, didn't have the time because it's either he's trading time for dollars or, you know, he's fine with his family. I mean, think about this, right? Okay. Think about this. Let me, let me, let me, let me do the math real quick. Put it in a layman's term so people can understand, stand what is going on here. The madness. Say for example, Mm. you're a streamer Mm. and you know, we're, we're just going to say, you're one of these big dogs, right? And you're making $2 million a year, right? This yeah. is low. They're making way more than that. But let's just say $2 million a year, okay? We're going to divide that by 12. So they're making $166,000 a month. Okay? Not bad. So they're making $166,000 a month. We're going to divide that by 30. They're making $5,555 a day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year at $2 million, okay? Mm. So I just want you guys to think about this. Every time... The Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo, Dr. Disrespect, Ninja, any of these guys want to take a day off. It's costing them $5,500. Okay? They want to just go fuck off somewhere, $5,500. They want to take off for a week, times that by seven. $38,000. Okay? This is what you call trading time for money. Now, opportunity think cost. Think about this. Exactly. Think about this. If YouTube says you make $2 million a year. Okay. How about I pay you $3 million a year? Guaranteed. You can stream half of what you stream and any extra money that you make is on you. All right. Sponsorship deals. We're not taking a cut. We're not, we're not, we're not doing any of that stuff. So if you want to go make a million, $2 million, $3 million sponsorship deals, so be it. Your videos blow up. They do well on YouTube. You're getting all the ad revenue money. They'll probably make a couple million dollars a year just in that. You know, it's nothing for YouTubers to be making a quarter of a million dollars a month. Literally nothing. These guys that are getting half a million, million views per video. They're making a quarter million dollars a month. Straight up. So be guaranteed to make this money. Stream half. 
Which doubles the value of the money, by the way. Correct. Now you have the freedom to either go and do different ventures to make more money or be with family, friends, travel, and not think in the back of your mind, I'm not at work right now. I can't even go and enjoy. I can't even mow my own lawn because that shit would have costed me $3,000. Okay? Just <laughs> living like <laughs> a human being. I can't take not, a shit without losing a cool grand. That's, but that's the, re that's, <laughs> you know, first world problems to the, to, to where we're at now. Right. And this is, this is the shit that goes through people's minds. So there's your loyalty, man. Your loyalty is going to go with people or a company that allows you to be free and values you for what you're worth. That's where the loyalty goes. Period. Now, I'm not saying Twitch didn't treat these guys right, haven't tra treated me right or anything like that. That's not it. But when push comes to shove, you're going to find out who really values you and your talent, and that's why these guys are going. It's just that simple. It's not that Twitch isn't mistreating most of its partners. No. It's that they're just not doing anything above, and, and when I say above and beyond, I mean they're doing the bare minimum. It's There's a contract... And they're paying on the date in which they said they will pay. Yep. And that is the show. Yeah. So when you've got, you know, you pay attention to the little things, right? So um, even during a day like yesterday, the, the whole take a day off Twitch thing was happening. And there was like three hashtags trending globally um, with Twitch. And none of them were positive, which the PR team at Twitch must have been real happy about on that day. Twitch didn't say anything the whole day. Zero. Nada. And whenever I see something positive or negative, I'll see somebody with like fucking 50 followers on Twitter at YouTube Gaming. And Ryan, who's the head guy at YouTube Gaming, will show up and fucking have a conversation with that motherfucker on their Twitter account. Whether it's positive news or feedback, or anything else. And Twitch, on its one of its fucking most talked about, almost a thousand news articles on major publications. NPR ran that shit. They didn't say one thing on that day. Nada. It's shit like that. September started today, not yesterday. Yeah, that was... Like it's you, it's not a coincidence. They're not. They're not. It's not a coincidence. So, like, uh, when you know, it, it's it is. It's telling. I I said this on on my Twitter yesterday. I didn't get a response from Ryan. I was sad. I was hoping to get a response from Ryan, but no dice, which means it might not happen. But either way, I was thinking to myself, grabbing Tim and grabbing Doctor Lupo in the same week. I thought, you know what? Maybe YouTube is rearing up. To make September a dunk month, just a fucking slam dunk, where they're going to announce a, like a, a major UI overhaul on their live streaming side and their gaming, like their live, live streaming gaming side, because it's the one thing remaining at this point for people. Whenever they talk about YouTube live streaming, that's it. Is the UI UX the experience for the viewer and the streamer? That's the show. The discoverability in terms of the random discoverability is better on YouTube. But if you are manually trying to find somebody, it's a nightmare. Yep. 
Uh, that's one problem. And then not having like uh, custom emotes like Twitch does and just the layout of the page. Yep. That's it. Yep. People get that. And I like I like the player is so much you can rewind on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. That's so fucking huge to be able to rewind. Oh, you missed a moment. Just, you know, fucking skip back for a second, catch it and then go forward again. And your again. VODs are right there. Like, and your VODs already done. Everything is there. It's everything just- is already there and bit rates are not stuck in 2012. You got Dr. Lupo streaming 1440p. 4K. Or 1440p, yeah. You could stream 4K you could stream if you want. 4K. Yeah. If you wanted 4K. to. Yep. You want to push that bit rate, you can do it. I mean, you yep. want 1440p, 20 megabit per second live streaming? Easy. And then they're back in on YouTube because it's Google and they're a fucking giant ass fucking video firm. They'll just downscale that shit, you know, for whatever the viewer at home needs and away you go. And something else, you got YouTube Premium which provides, honestly, way more value than Twitch's premium as it currently stands. You get YouTube music, no ads on YouTube, and you get access to uh, all the other, like the YouTube's VOD shit, like their movies, the TV show, whatever the fuck else they've got on there. And on Twitch, it's like, you don't get ads. Full stop. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting times. It's interesting times, and people people. I see a bunch of comments uh, on Twitter. People were like, "Oh, you know, GG, uh, Tim and and Lupo. Um, you saw what happened to Ninja over at Mixer and Shroud. You know, blah blah blah. They're gonna fail. It's like, guys, this is different. This is this is different. Times have changed. Um, people are now ready to move." Before they were like, whoa, this is, whoa, leaving this platform. Whoa, I don't know about that. Uh, that's, I don't know. Now, the public, the viewers, and the streamers, they're ready to move. And given the right opportunity with the right money and the right freedom, they're going to move every time, every single time. So it's either Twitch is going to um, start paying to have talent on board. I'm not sure how they can afford to do that. It's probably why they're not doing it because you know, how else are they, how are they making their money? Right. They're already trying to condition streamers to, to play as many ads as humanly possible. Um, and it's how, it's how Twitch is making their money right through ads, um, obviously gifted subs and stuff, but I can't imagine, you know, accounting costs and different things like that. Like their spread is probably pretty minimal. Um, from what they get, um, especially if you are a, a partner that has more than a 50-50 split. So, you know, the places that they're making their money is all through ad, ad dollars uh, and pushing Amazon Prime and Prime-related stuff. Um, so, you know, can they really afford to be spending 20 million here, 30 million here, 5 million here, 10 million here for this, for this streamer, this streamer, this streamer, this streamer, when they already have the market? The problem is, is YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming, these these entities, they have the money and they don't have the talent yet, right? So they're willing to invest money to get their to get their platforms off the ground and get some normalcy on their platforms. Twitch is just not willing to do the same, it seems like, because they already have it. You know I, what? It's an interesting dynamic. You know what? I talked about this on my stream as well, and I was trying and, and I, on my Discord, not my stream, sorry, my Discord. Twitch isn't making as much money as people think they are. Oh hell no. Uh, Twitch is, Twitch is, is, uh, has horrible margins. Like a lot of the Twitch is still, I guess, considered some weird fucking form of startup in its current form, uh, to some degree, but the, 
they're not making nearly as much money as people think they are. And live video and VOD content is an expensive business to be in. Um, which is why you really can't make missteps very often. You need to basically be nailing this shit out of the park. And, and Twitch has been lucky because they were the primary and really the only fucking thing in the market for over half a decade. Until they finally had even a whiff of competition. Mixer came up and fell. You know what was not going away anytime soon? YouTube. Or Facebook. Those two are not going to disappear. No matter how, you know, just never. If anything, of those three, Twitch will be dead before Facebook or YouTube. I'll just say that right now. Well, they're way I think, bigger than I, Twitch. Both of them. Uh, both they're of them. Way they're bigger. Way bigger. And remember, they, they, guys, this isn't Amazon. Twitch is not Amazon. No, right? Amazon people, just owns them. That's it. People think that because it's it's Jeff Bezos that that they have unlimited money. It's like in theory, yeah, there is unlimited money, but they're they're not dumping all of their money into the Twitch. They're just not right. Uh, it's um. Uh, guys, like it's not as it's it isn't as cut and dry as what a lot of people think, and it's probably a tough spot for Twitch to be in. Do we dump? Because once we start paying these guys, we got to pay everybody. We we got to lock them up, right? And it's well, they already cost. locked up Ninja before, and Doctor Lupo in, and Tim Tatman. So and trust and they, they they already they've already yep. set a precedent of paying guys. Yeah. So when it's, Mixer came through. Yeah, when Mixer came through, but now I guess. YouTube, they, they don't feel like going toe-to-toe with YouTube. Maybe it's because YouTube is just out swinging on this round of contracts in a way that they just can't justify uh, the payments. But, um, It's bro, either that, it's I, either that, Adam, or, or I think that Twitch is playing hardball. And they're possible. Saying, and they're saying, guys, go. I'm happy for you. But, know this. When you come back, the bag ain't here for you. You can just stream on the platform, be partnered like everybody else. Mm. Here's our offer. Do you want do you want to stick with the longevity, the ones that got you here? Your clear path is already there. All of these streamers that are signing over. They're, 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 this is how their stream is going, right? You're going over to a platform that your stream might go like this, right? Or yeah. it might go like this, or it might do this one way or another. Twitch is probably going, hey, you're already, you're already king shit over here. You're not going to get really any bigger. You're the, you're the top dogs. You're, as the, as the platform grows, you're going to grow with the platform. You're going to continue to have that percentage of the market. But I'm going to tell you this. If you go over to YouTube or Facebook and when those two or three years or one year, whatever the deal is, is up, you are not going to have a 10, 20, 30 million dollar bag waiting for you here at the end. So be sure that YouTube is going to re-sign you or Facebook is going to re-sign you after this contract. Because if not, you're going to get nothing over here. You're going to be, I'll give you a partnership. We'll give you the, the good spread on the subs. You can stream on here like everybody else. We'd love to have you. We love you here. But we ain't playing ball because we feel the added money that they're giving you, you get to be the dogs over here. And have guaranteed luxury of being the number, being the zero point zero zero one percent. Maybe that is their their play, and it very well could be. They might, and I would imagine 
they're they've offered them something. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, hey, we're not going to well, be nothing. Yeah, yeah it's no, it's something. something, right? It's going to be it's going to be like good. But once again, freedom and time. What do you value that at? And when you're rich as fuck, time is almost, more than money. It's more than money. It just is. You already have money. Listen, if you're worth 10, 20 million dollars or more in some of these cases, what's another 10 million dollars going to do? doesn't change your life. Nothing changes. You just have more zeros in the bank account. Nothing changes. The only thing that can change is still getting paid well and having freedom to live your life. And that's uh, that's what these these contracts are giving these guys and gals. So bless them. Bless them. Well, we're going to wait and see. I've got one last spicy take for you, Mr. Black. All right. Uh, I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one, but I have a spicy take. All right. I think YouTube overtakes Twitch for game live streaming uh, market share in terms of viewer hours, um, which is uh, really the one metric that any of these guys really fucking care about in five years. I don't know about that. Five years, it'll be done. I think how it's going to happen is what you were discussing a bit earlier, as far as like the, the slow bleed, like you were saying, you get these guys going over to YouTube, right? And then the people that stay behind talk that we're also friends with those guys, but they're on Twitch, so they're talking together. They get lifted up to the next spot. And what you described of them moving over to then go and be with more of their friends, I literally think that that cycle continues. And I don't think that Twitch's growth in viewer hours without those people or that cycle that keeps going out will be able to keep track with what's going with those streamers. Yep. And eventually there will be a tipping point. Yep. And I also feel like of 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 both companies right now in the last five years, and especially in the last two years, YouTube has been the only one actually changing and improving their platform. Twitch has done literally zero. I struggle to think of anything positive in any major is there anything major for Twitch in the last three, two, three years at all. And most of what's been talked about for Twitch is reactionary to horrific shit that's been going on the platform that has to have hashtags on social media to spur them on to do something about it. And even then, they're not particularly swift or open in their in their discussion around it. Yep. So I think... I don't I think, think it's a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I, I think I, five I years, YouTube, I, YouTube takes them over. I, I don't think I don't think so personally but i don't think it's a hot take i think and the and and we'll end on this because i literally yeah have we've got yeah um, no i know i know most of this uh, is just rattling shit off um i'll end it on this i find it ironic that if twitch does lose the majority share of the market yeah. whether it's to youtube facebook or another Whoever. one that comes up you know say they do it's going to be for that specific reason is the one thing that they ran away from when Amazon bought them is community. And they are highly underestimating and being extremely complacent on how powerful community is. And I'm not just talking about the viewership, but the community of streamers 
Who the fuck wants to stream on a platform when your friends aren't there? Who wants to stream on a platform when you go to dinner with all the big boys and girls and they're all talking about how great their contracts are and the freedoms they have and, and how much fun it is and refreshing it is on a platform when on the other side of the table, they're over there bleeding purple when it seems every time they get together, every quarter, more of the table's red, more of the table's blue. And it's only a matter of time if things continue to keep spiraling. The one thing that made Twitch what it is today in the beginning was community, the sense of we're all in this together. We're all on the same team. We're going we're gonna to grow or die together type mentality. That's out of the window. This loyalty that people were talking about, that was in Twitch five, seven, eight years ago. That, you could say, where's your loyalty? Because you, 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 that's, that's what it was. It was, it was family. It was like literal family, right? If I had to choose between my family and some sort of money related thing, I'm choosing family every time just because it's family. It's loyalty. It's my blood. Vin Diesel knows what he's doing. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now it's not about family. It's about clout. It's about money. It's about opportunity. And to the ones that have all of those already, it's about freedom. And, you know, at the end of the day, not only is it about freedom, they're also yearning for a sense of community. And we just don't get that on Twitch anymore. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Um, and that's what happens when shit gets corporate. And that's fine. But there is a price to pay for that. And I think YouTube, Facebook, uh, even Mixer to a degree, they were targeting that. And they have, and some of them, I mean, Mixer, Mixer had fallen. Facebook ate them up, but Mixer had fallen. And we still have Facebook and YouTube here. And uh, they are preaching to what the streamers want to hear. And Twitch doesn't have the answers for it. They used to have the answers for everything. They used to be that guy that you were talking about on Twitter, talking to anybody, two followers, 200,000 followers, or 2 million followers. That was it. Used to have gun run. All these other individuals <laughs> you can, that- You could have just stopped that. They lost gun, gun run. run. Yeah, they, they if, had gun it, run. it all went- <laughs> They had gun run, right? This guy would stay up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I could message him at 3.30 in the morning. Say, gun run, there's something going on with my stream. The guy would, like, patch you in from somewhere, and he'd sit there all night and help you until you figured it out. And what did he get from it? Nothing. He just he got, wanted to he do got, it. He got he the long dick. He just wanted to do it. He just was just that guy. Those people don't exist anymore on Twitch. They just oh, so don't. To that point, before we talk about this forever, because it is something we can talk about uh, at length, obviously. When people ask, is it the platform that make the streamer or the streamer that makes the streamers that make the platform? It's the streamers that make the platform. And for the point that you just made there, not only that, but it was all the employees that made Twitch at the time too, like Gunrun, for example. Um, among many other, I mean, the Gunrun's just like the one that stands out because he was like the, the Mr. Fix-It guy that just fucking showed up everywhere and did everything, uh, yep. you know, that was public facing. Um, is that ultimately people will show up and stream because they like streaming? 
It's not necessarily that they just make a bunch of money. So people focus on when people are already making a bunch of money, then they say, oh, Twitch made you because you're making lots of money now that you're a certain size on the platform. Like, no, you, we were streaming for 10 years before we made it. We were doing it because we had a passion for streaming. This wasn't like Twitch made me because it was, we're all here. If you remove the streamers and put them yeah, on YouTube, Twitch, you know, and, like, and you, <laughs> if you remove all the streamers and put them on YouTube, there's no Twitch doesn't exist. It's over. It's over. And if you remove Twitch, everyone just goes to YouTube and the streamers exist somewhere else. The streamers make the platform. Yes, Twitch creates uh, or, or produces the platform for everyone to be on, but when you're not the only option anymore, you can't just keep thinking, oh, we made them so they're going to be, like, here forever, and we can treat them like shit. Like, that's just not going to happen. So there you go. We'll wait and see. There are obviously more contracts that will be running up here in the not-too-distant stuff that, you know, contracts I'm sure we never even heard about originally. By the new year, I'm, you're going to hear more. And more are going to be going over to red or blue. That's going to almost be uh, a guarantee. Uh, Next up, let's do a little recap since we only have uh, a little under an hour. Going to recap on Gamescom that happened uh, while I was away last week. Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer is to launch December 8th this year and brings a special edition Elite controller. That's the version 2, the newer of the Elite controllers. And uh, just like I think every Halo release almost ever, uh, a, a custom Series X console, so a custom Halo console is also going to be launching alongside of it. We also got confirmation, this wasn't part of Gamespo- uh, Gamescom, but I don't think... But we also got con- confirmation regardless that co-op campaign uh, and Forge will not be launching immediately and will come several months later. Uh, so we're going to get solo campaign and the multiplayer functionality, but you won't get co-op campaign or Forge uh, at launch, that one's going to take another uh, several months to uh, to get done and dusted and shipped. Also, we discovered the battle pass uh, is not going to be providing, or you're not going to get XP uh, per match like a lot of battle passes. But instead, the experience that you gain is going to be based on completing specific challenges uh, instead. This, I, I can only assume, is because they're trying to get people to play I in a variety mean- of different modes... Uh, and, and, and whatnot. So like challenges will be like, you know, get a certain number of frags with this weapon or, you know, capture this many flags or do whatever, I guess is like the only reason to do that. I don't know. uh, Other than the only thing I can think of is that it would be like, uh, if they're still offering for you to be able to buy the entire battle pass outright on day one, it's just like, yeah, it's for free and you can do it this way, but you can't just grind it out the way you want to. We're going to put challenges in your way. To, you know, put a little bit of friction in there so that maybe you feel like just buying it outright because you don't want to, like, you're not a fan of of the, the challenges and you just want to get your shit. So, uh, uh, something along those lines. It, it did not, I'll say this, it didn't go over all that well uh, when they announced that. So, whether or not they stay with that, we'll see. They've got a couple of months to, uh, to make that change if necessary, or if they feel it. Uh, to be necessary. Elden Ring uh, held its first hands-off preview, meaning a bunch of uh, of the press sat in a room and watched somebody else play the game. Uh, and uh, everyone that saw it was pretty much sold on the game. Right off the rip. Just everyone like, yep, that's a Dark Souls-ass video game and it looks dope. So, great news. Uh, Saints Row is getting a reboot. I didn't expect to see this one coming, honestly. 
Uh, but it's a complete reboot. Uh, it's set to arrive February of 2022. And it happens in a new city called uh, Santo Ileso. I believe is how that's pronounced. Some gameplay shown seems to have it uh, leaning towards Saints Row 3 vibe instead of like a Saints Row 1 or 2. So it's still that, you know, Saints Row was always a little bit more over the top than uh, than uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, even in 1 and 2. But 3 is when it was like, fuck it, just jump the shark, full send. And it looks like it's sticking with that uh, formula for the... Uh, the reboot, people have been very mixed on this so far. You go read comments anywhere on social media, on the YouTube videos, etc., etc. It was so mixed and kind of and kind of negative, in fact, so negative that uh, the developer came out and actually talked a little bit about the negative reception thus far uh, because it was that pronounced. Uh, and I don't think they were expecting to have such a negative reception for this, uh, this remake, but here they are. Honestly, I don't blame them. I mean, Saints Row... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about it. I'm going to need to see more before I cast any judgment. Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the second one, uh, Forbidden West, confirmed for a 2022 release is what we found out. Also, uh, we d- uh, found out today, this wasn't part of Gamescom, but we found out today that the PS4 to PS5 upgrade will require you to purchase one of the fancier editions uh, of the game as the standard edition won't have that option. There's two, there's two versions that don't have the option, I think, but I know for certain the standard doesn't. There are also a couple, two or three other editions that do have the option that come with the, the upgrade. Uh, this is just another example of PlayStation exclusives uh, and PlayStation in general having really fucking stupid upgrade paths from PS4 to PS5. Uh, you know, everyone uh, seems to chirp the, the name that Xbox has called, you know, the smart delivery. Well, in reality, it's pretty fucking smart in comparison to what PlayStation's been doing because it just... You just put the disc in and you're done. You, congratulations. You, smart delivery has happened. With PlayStation, you need a fucking flowchart every time they release a game to try and dis- you know, discern, depending, you know, depending on what version you had or how you acquired it digitally or otherwise, how the fuck you're going to get your upgrade to the PS5 version. Uh, it's particularly stupid. But nevertheless, uh, if you just go out there and, and buy one of the fancier versions, I guess you just circumvent the flowchart altogether and maybe that was part of the, of the fucking pro- or, or the, uh, their... Uh, their uh, plan is the word my brain is struggling to find. Call of Duty Vanguard got an extended gameplay demo and the classic everything is way slower than you would ever actually play it to try and make it look cinematic kind of deal. Uh, Like, I mean, painfully slow. Like somebody like creeping. (laughs) Creeping around. Slow panning shots of environmental assets. One shot. Bang! Two shot. Bang! Uh, oh, camera moved? Yeah, that's fine. It's just... It's attached to the table. I moved the table. It's fine. But yeah, uh, it, um... Uh, it was one of those. And it looked like Call of Duty. So, if you like Call of Duty, uh, guess what? More Call of Duty. Deathloop, which is that, you know, go back in time, do things a little differently, get more experienced, get better and then eventually get all the way through... Uh, saw its last preview before it launches on September 14th. That's just a couple of weeks away from now. In fact, I think two weeks exactly, more or less. No, not, not two weeks exactly, but close to it, inside the next two weeks. Uh, and, uh, and that shows off uh, some more gameplay there if you haven't already seen enough to make your decision on it. Uh, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but it's, it's different enough 
then I'm sure uh, it'll 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 provide a pretty good experience for a lot of people who uh, enjoyed their previous games, which were um, the. Uh, of course, now that I want to remember them, I'm not going to remember the name of them, even though I played both of them. So that's where my brain's at today. So thank you, Brain. Forza Horizon 5 showed off its opening sequence where you hot drop out of a cargo plane into a volcano. Because fucking why not? In uh, Forza Horizon 4, it was like you in the opening, you went through all the seasons because like the big mechanic in, in 4 was that uh, the whole map would change every week or so into a new season. So you go spring, you know, summer, fall, winter. And of course that would change all the courses and, and the road conditions and all that kind of shit. And so you went through like each of those in the opening sequence before going to horizon in this one, uh, they're dropping you into the different environments, but they're hot dropping you from a fucking cargo, you know, plane with the various vehicles in the various locations. So they're going to show you your off-road, which is like the volcano, and they're going to, you know, drop you into all sorts of various environments. And again, the game just looks, fu- you know, fucking fire. It's the, probably the most graphically impressive fucking uh, game for what it is that I, I, I continue to see. So I'm going to keep riding that thing's dick until it's out, and I'm going to ride it some more while I'm playing it. Maybe I'll even ride it out of a cargo plane. Uh, it might go. give me the option. Uh, we also got another trailer, a second trailer for Metroid Dread, which still looks really slick. If you haven't already checked that out and you've been a fan of uh, Metroid in the past, or maybe you're like me and you've never really been a big Metroid fan, uh, if you're like me then, as well, taste-wise, I don't know, I see Dread and I was like, man, this might be the Metroid that I, I get my hands on. It looks, it looks really, uh, it looks really good. I love the aesthetic of this one. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, while I was not you know, a huge fan of, uh, of the Metroid games in, in the past, and it's not like this one, I mean, this is more like the old games than any of the more recent ones, I still think it, uh, it looks kind of, uh, interesting, so, uh, I might even give it a, a little look-see. Were you ever much of a Metroid guy back in the day? Nah, never got into it. Never I know Diz, into- I know Diz was. Diz was like the one guy that had <laughs> owned and played Metroid. Everyone else that I knew was never a huge Metroid fan, probably why I never fucking played it myself. Uh, but yeah, this one looks, uh, looks pretty neat. So, uh, that's, I think, I can't remember if they have a release date for that. Either way, they got a second trailer. Go check it out. And lastly, Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to the Xbox Series X and S this holiday season, uh, allowing players to play over 100 games from the cloud at what they are targeting to be, uh, a max of 1080p 60. I suspect that will depend on the games and the developer as to how that's all going to pan out, but... They are targeting 1080p 60, so that's that option is finally coming to the uh, the consoles now. Uh, and that was it. That was our, our Gamescom wrap up. It's actually a lot of shit. That was the highlights. The more that happened at Gamescom, but uh, I mean, shit. There was arguably more there than E3. <laughs> that's a lot of. That was a lot of stuff. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Now that we're getting into the end of the year, there's not going to be too much more uh, of that stuff. However, I'll skip ahead a little bit. Um, PlayStation does have a showcase. Of course, it's next Thursday, and of course, it's right in the middle of the podcast. Uh, and so you're going to have to wait an extra week to hear our reactions to that. Uh, but finally, we are going to have PlayStation news. It's been like, you know, four or five months since we've had literally any fucking PlayStation news. And so finally, they decide to show up like a month and a half before Christmas. So shout outs to Sony for keeping the, uh, the news mill going on that bad boy. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Mr. Black, the next-gen versions. Remember we talked about those incredible timelines, those yep. roadmaps, yep. the most well-designed roadmaps in the history of roadmaps. 
Well, they were vague for a reason because apparently now they can say, you know what? Those next-gen versions, not guaranteed to be landing this year anyway. Not happening. (laughs) Mist has had its more or less definitive version released uh, just in the last week, uh, week and a bit with ray tracing, virtual reality, and a completely rebuilt and remodeled game world with tweaks to improve upon the original. So if you've ever played the original, uh, you know, there were some things, some interactive bits that didn't look like they were interactive, for example. Um, And actually, Rand Miller and uh, I think it was one of the, uh, was it Ryan that he was talking to or... I can't remember, one of the other uh, devs there at Cyan did a little live stream here in the last week where they were talking about just that and some of the changes they made to the game. Uh, Some for the fact that it's now in VR, and of course you have to make different assumptions for how people are interacting with the game when they're seeing it in VR versus just on a screen, but also some things that in the original just didn't look like they were supposed to be interacted with. Uh, And Rand was explaining at the time, you know, obviously they they were working with very very new technology when they were building all of this. And they said, to be honest with you, with only a couple of us, you know, him and his brother building the game, Mist was like, they were just winging shit. They were just building it as it went. That's why a lot of it didn't look like it ever really went together. It looked like just a, a combination of shit that just, because that's what it was. And it's also why when you saw Riven, the sequel to Mist, everything was coherent. They had learned everything that they did in Mist, producing that game, and then Riven was like the one that actually was cohesive and, and everything kind of fit. Uh, so they did make some changes, not like so sweeping that it changes the game, but stuff that makes it obviously more uh, easy to see what they should be interacting with and things like that. Uh, it looks really good. You can get ray tracing in this version. Um, and it does really bring the game into uh, the modern era. Uh, and a lot of people have been excited to, uh, to play it. I believe it's also on Game Pass. If you have it and you haven't played Mist before, this is definitely the time to play it. And if you have VR, it's really the time to play it. Because, like, uh, I'll keep preaching, there's one fucking genre that you should grab a VR headset for if you're big into it. It's puzzle adventure. It's, like, one of the few genres that I feel it really makes sense. Uh, and here you go. It's the granddaddy of them all. Missed with, uh, with VR. So now I'm holding out. And we'll always hold out. For Riven. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I, um... Oh, you, you've got your VR. Maybe you, I'm, maybe you'll pop in. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pop it in. Um, let me see your mist. Uh, I know you and Caleb beat it uh, like a couple years back. Here's the deal. Yeah, it's been a while. They have it's been more than a couple years. They have a. They also have a randomizer in this version, so the codes and things like that. Uh, some of the solutions to the puzzles are different. So if you've already beat it and you're afraid that you're just going to breeze your way through, if that's not what you want to do, because some people just want to go back and experience, you know, the new visuals and in VR and whatnot. Uh, but if you want a bit more of a challenge, like not knowing immediately what everything is, they have a randomizer. So you can go mm. back in and just and just do a, a randomized version of Mist, which was another nice feature for them to uh, to add as well. Yeah, no, I I, I, I love Mist. I think Mist is is a great game. Um, I've beat it a, a couple of times, at least. I think twice. you beat it twice. Maybe, yeah, maybe three times. Uh, yeah, it could could be three. Um, at least twice. I will say this. Mist is mist mist is starting to become a bit of Skyrimy. All right. The oh, definitely. Over, the guys over on at Cyan, right? Yeah. Y'all need to just make a new game. Well, they are currently. It's in production right now. Okay. But, it isn't it is in production. So basically how they're how Cyan 
I, I don't disagree with you. I, uh, I mean, re- the last one, the last one they just came up with like, <clears throat> like four or five years ago. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what was abduction. it? Abduction. Abduction. Right. Yeah. I, I it was played a good that. Game. Beat that. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. Um, it was. It was. Uh, it was. That solid. was their first VR experience that they put together as well. Was uh, yeah. was uh, abduction. It was. Yeah. And I think I played that in VR. Maybe. Um, Did maybe you? I didn't. Maybe I didn't. No. Maybe I didn't. I didn't get the chance to. Obviously, I never owned VR, but I played it just on the. Uh, maybe on I didn't. The, I put twenty one hours into it, so that's how long it took me to beat the game. Um, yeah, it came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, and it was good. I mean, it was, it wasn't missed level good, but it was good. It was a good, it was, it was well, it was well appreciated. Um, they need to just keep coming up with these games. And I think a little bit more frequently. Um, I don't think these games are particularly too expensive to make. And, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to get a little burnt out of mist. Inversions missed. You know. So so a lot of so the life of Mist has been really fucking weird. So when they first put it out back in the nineties, as Broderbund was like a, a German company was the the publisher that picked it up to to uh to do a, to do the publishing. And then eventually Ubisoft just bought Mist out. And it was Ubisoft helming the series for quite a number of years and they owned the IP. So Mist 3 is like an Ubisoft thing. Four is an Ubisoft production. Um, with less and less of the brothers being like necessarily, um, helming, you know, however, uh, the, the direction of mist. And then eventually they managed to like many years later, like, 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 I think it might've even been around the age of creating or after, uh, abduction reobtained mist, um, off of Ubisoft or whoever owned it at the time. And they, the reason that they got that was because of the money, I think, that they had either made made from uh, from making Abduction and selling that. So Abduction was a crowdfunded game uh, on Kickstarter. And uh, so that, that Abduction was like the first time that they got back into game development in like a fucking age and decided to do, do it in VR and whatnot. So right now, the versions of Mist that we got re-released were basically them making Mist and Riven and everything compatible for Steam because before they weren't really. They were just Ubisoft just cranking out and it didn't really run. So they actually went back and rebuilt them for Mac and PC to run. And then now this one is with their brand new team. Now that they've made money and they actually have money again, rebuilding mist for vr with the lessons they learned from abduction to make this definitive mist version and put it there while they're building um what's the name of this game that's coming up uh firmament i should know because i'm backing it um so firmament is their next game that they're doing and they're they're making money but they're still they're still using crowdfunding because they're not making so much money that they can just self-fund uh these games and uh uh, and publishers aren't exactly scrambling to get their hands on puzzle adventure games in the year 2021. So they've been leaning hard on the on the on the the uh, self-publishing kind of um, self-funding deal. But 
I don't think you're going to see another version of Mist. This is like hope their. I, I I hope this not, is like cause... their. This is like their thing. They rebuilt the whole game. This isn't even like a. Nobody asked them to rebuild this game though. Like we didn't need this. I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I don't need. A another lot of people of wanted. A lot of people wanted VR Mist. A lot of people wanted VR Mist. I don't know. Is it? I don't think the market is is that, is that big. We're we're chomping at the bit. Might might be. Of course, there's going well, to be some people. Well, their their market for their new games aren't big. <laughs> to begin to begin yeah, with no, I'm, I, I i can't get on i i just i can't really <laughs> fully get on board i mean if somebody asked me if you know if i'm chomping at the bit to get a vr mist the answer is no um especially <laughs> but at, check you know, it out 40- if you get you got game pass check it out yeah it's yeah I, you know, peek, poke your head in there but yeah they've got firmament is their their actual new game coming up uh that one's also being built for vr as well so all these games are getting uh, experience with VR more and more, and so and so I'm I'm really expecting Firmament to be a a truly great VR experience in that regard. But uh, there you go, that got released. Uh, next up, um, China's esports scene is about to take a dip. China sets a three-hour weekly video game limit for children under the age of 18, Mr. Black. Uh, and there's restrictions to that. You can't just crank out three hours in one sitting. You can't, like, save up all your time, bank that shit, and start playing it at the end of the week. You can play on Friday nights, Saturday nights, and Sunday nights from between the hours of 8 and 9 p.m. One hour block on each of those days. And on, uh, public holidays. That's it. Three hours a week, Monday... Or, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and public holidays. And that's the show. So uh, they're doing that to battle, I guess, what they're calling video game addiction in China. Uh, all the best uh, to the kids. Uh, good, lo- you know, good luck out there. Have fun. Uh, build some forts, I guess. Not a lot of trees out there to do that with now. Uh, well, play, hoop, play hoop stick. Listen, I know it's a little early. <laughs> but I'm gonna get it out the way. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. To all those in China <laughs> that are set on a three-hour weekly video game limit. Oh, I know. VPN. <laughs> all right. NordVPN works <laughs> in China. Mask your IP. Use the promo code OTT. Get seventy-three percent off plus four bonus months. And it works in China. Not all firewalls, uh, sorry, VPNs work in China. NordVPN does. Which means, if you want to sneak, NordVPN is the way to do it. Now, I don't take responsibility, myself or Adam. If there's repercussions for you breaking curfew, (laughs) somehow somebody walks in and sees you going three hours over the limit. All right. I ain't taking that responsibility, but I'm saying if you want to mask your IP, NordVPN is where you do it. And by the way, if you've got a family, you can use up to six simultaneous devices. The whole family can get in on this. We all know that it's multi-generational housing over there. That's it. Shit, it's multi-generational housing here now, too. That's it. You can even watch different regions of Netflix, watch region block content. Facebook, I know it's not a thing over in China. It can be with NordVPN. 
Not that you probably care, but not you can. You, not not that you probably care because you're not used. To, I think they have their Facebook equivalent over there. They do. Okay. They do. But if you want the like American version, uh, if you have a sick, weird curiosity, if you want to check it out, NordVPN can allow you to do it when you're in China. Hey, use that promo code OTT. Link is in the description below. NordVPN.com slash OTT. If you're breaking curfew, guys, we are not being held responsible <laughs> for the repercussions of that. I'm no. just presenting a deal. That's all. It's a good way to work in half of the, uh, the sellout real quick. Dead Space Remake had their dev live stream as well this week that showed off some of the progress they're making. Early screenshot comparisons between the old and the new game. Looks really good. Not a shocking thing. It's been a few years since the first one came out. So guess what? New one looks a lot better. A lot better. Uh, Player Unknown officially leaves PUBG. Finally. I don't know why he didn't leave earlier, but he officially did now. To start a new studio called Player Unknown Productions that focuses on open world games. This is, of course, coming after they changed the game name. This just happened the last few weeks as well. Um, to the oddly named PUBG Battlegrounds. Because they couldn't use Player Unknowns anymore. Uh, so they just went with PUBG Battlegrounds, which, of course, breaks down to the very roll off the tongue Player Unknown Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. Genius. No Man's Sky Frontiers dropped. The latest, uh, the latest update from No Man's Sky. Seemingly fucking coming out once every three weeks these days. Uh, and this seems to be setting the table for uh, alien settlements now. So a lot of people com- you know, complained in the past. Or not complained, but we're hoping for in the future. Have the ability to come across actual alien settlements. We always saw aliens in space, the, you know, the space ports and shit. It was like you go down to these planets and it was just... It was, you know, they, they look good, look beautiful, but there was never any cities. There was never any, like, anything, even on planets where you would have imagined them to be, other than, you know, uh, outposts, you know, certain outposts and stuff. So, they're starting to lay the foundation for that. Now you can, in fact, come across alien uh, little colonies uh, with procedurally generated buildings, exterior and interior are procedurally generated, uh, with, of course, procedurally generated uh, aliens to inhabit them. Uh, and you can also take over those as as the leader of those uh, of those colonies and expand them and grow them out to be much bigger settlements uh, and do things like farming or what you know whatever else. And then eventually they get to a certain size where the sentinels take more notice. They start to attack, and so then your you know defense and whatnot. So it's basically you're getting like a mini city management simulator kind of deal within uh, No Man's Sky now. Uh, that you can also use to generate funds so you can get, uh, materials and money out of, uh, your prosperous little alien colony, uh, as well. And, uh, it just seems, I mean, there's, there's more to that as well. So like the building, for example, has been getting more and more complex. Uh, now they have an advanced mode where you no longer even need to snap to certain things. They'll just let you play shit fucking wherever you want to place it. And so some of the buildings were already getting very impressive within No Man's Sky, but now that they're just going to let you play shit fucking wherever i greatly look forward to the insane creations people are going to start coming up with uh for that and it will look especially interiors when you can put things wherever you want it's going to look a lot more natural i think people are going to have really nice looking uh 
uh, creations now within No Man's Sky. The only downside I've seen from people is that they really love this. They love the fact that they're going to come across these towns and whatnot, but now they're hoping for maybe one more update to have it show off, uh, to, to expand upon the size of these cities and whatnot to a degree. But then people are, pro- are saying that they would like to get back to making exploration even even more of a thing that you want to do. Because that was like the original premise of No Man's Sky was the exploration of all these infinite galaxies and fucking planets and stuff. And it seems like the last several updates have been focused more on stay on one planet, build out everything on this one planet. Uh, now people are hoping for uh, a change up. Either way, still free. Lots more to the update. You can check that out. They got their, their whole page. They always do a really good job with their patch notes. Uh, no Man's Sky just keeps the hits coming. And the last bit here is sort of PlayStation news. PS5 is getting a slight revision to change out some of the cooling components. Uh, for example, now that people have gotten their hands on it, it's a smaller heat sink, which is why the console is, I think it's 300 grams lighter. It's a pretty substantial downsize to the heat sink. And I think they're changing some of the materials in there as well. Uh, and this is likely to allow them to get their hands on parts to, uh, to crank out more consoles to meet demand. Um, they have tested it for heat. It is obviously putting out hotter air than the original PS5 run, uh, but nobody has run into any issues with that as of yet, though time will tell if that heat does cause a problem, uh, over time for those models. And with that, you've already done half of it. Give me a quick second half, and then we're going to roll right into it. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw all of the monies at the screen. Make it happen. If not, it's okay. Hit the follow button, like buttons, leave comments, uh, do all the algorithmic things, share it with friends, um, just support it in any way you can. You guys have been doing this for years. We're still going. Thank you. Uh, Bless. We already did NordVPN. Let's go on over to Elgato. If you don't already got a stream deck, you all got to get one. It's basically a big hotkey hub. They've got lighting, their new webcam called the FaceCam. They've got the Wave XLR, which is their audio interface for phantom-powered XLR uh, microphones. They've got their Wave panels, which is their soundproofing. They've got green screens. They've got capture cards. They've got arm mics. They've got actual microphones, whether it's the Wave products, uh, one, two, and three. They've got virtually anything and everything for you as a streamer or as a consumer, um, whether you're playing video games or you know making content on the side whatever the case may be they've got something for you so link is in the description below go check them out elgato big shout out and now That's it's time it. for movies and tv paramount shifts the rest of his 2021 uh, releases into next year to avoid covid issues including top gun maverick which will now release may 27th of next year which subsequently pushed the Mission Impossible 7 uh, out of that May slot that it was originally populating into a slot now for September 30th. Uh, Big shocker, that's going to happen. Probably some more for many other movies. Yep. Uh, Wheel uh, Wheel of Time Amazon series got a trailer that looked pretty okay by my estimation. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it uh, yet, Mr. Black. No. Uh, this is like the, you know, this is like Amazon's Game of Thrones, essentially, is the, okay. is the equivalent. Wheel of Time is like the Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones existed. Um, um, I would say, I would say people would probably consider Wheel of Time to be a better written series than Game of Thrones. How it will translate Ooh, to TV, strong. though? That's, I don't know about that. 
I mean, we can forget about the last season of Game of Thrones, or even <laughs> the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Now, how it translates but, to TV, though, totally different bag, right? But, uh, totally different know, bag. Man. The, the writing in Game of Thrones in general is pretty strong. So, um, the only thing that I can say, only two things I can say after having seen it is that the aesthetic seems to be like 80% of the way there from what I would expect. Um, from the, the very little, honestly, that I know of Wheel of Time, it did seem to be, I was reading some of the comments from people who are obviously those who have read all the books multiple times over, things that they were, uh, sad to see where they weren't getting like, uh, they weren't getting a tire right for certain, uh, I like, don't care. Things Neither and shit. The public. But the public doesn't give a fuck Nobody about gives that a stuff. fuck. Guys, Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones, they weren't, they weren't making the show for, for the book no. lovers. They're no. making it for the public, for TV, because guys like me never heard of this shit before. So the details doesn't but really matter. What I will say, the detail that bothered me because I'm an asshole, is that it looked like it was shot at 30 FPS instead of 24. And so it didn't look nearly as cinematic as Game of Thrones did. Game of Thrones was shot like a movie, and it looked like a movie every time you watched it. The moment you bump something up to 30 FPS when it's a high fantasy environment... It just looks fucking weird to me. 30 FPS could be well, like CSI it looks like Miami. It looks like a set. It looks yeah. like it looks like a movie set. It's it's it it's a weird human yeah. brain thing, and we're being conditioned to 24 FPS. And it, it, for me, the high fantasy stuff, the more special effects or the more unbelievable the environment is, the better 24 FPS suits it because I. My brain just accepts it as a movie. The moment you bump that shit to 30 FPS or like 48 FPS like The Hobbit, my brain's going, I'm watching some dudes dressed up in, in costumes running around on screen in front of me. And then so it kind of gave me that, that whiff, and so it wasn't, it wasn't so hot in that regard. But wait and see how it all pans out. They're really dumping a lot of money into it. Let's find out how it all happens. I don't have a date for you here, but uh, it's forthcoming. Uh, lastly, Mike Richards... The executive producer, or would would have been and was executive producer for Jeopardy, was fired. Not just as the possible host, but he lost his executive producer position, I think, at every show that he was working on there uh, for the company, as it was discovered that he was an asshole on a podcast a few years ago. Well, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean... That was like the short version of it. Yeah, I mean, I... Okay. So, essentially, this guy, he gets he gets fired... Um, and it wasn't a few years ago. Podcast was eight years ago. Um, so yeah, long, it was a long time ago in, right. in social media. If it's not more than 20 years, it's, 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 it's a, it was a long, time. long enough. All right. Yeah. And he made some, he made some, it wasn't an asshole. He made some, some inappropriate jokes, I guess. Um, kind of being, I'm not, I'm not condoning the stuff he said, but I mean, you know, dude, we've said, I mean, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, we've said lots of stupid shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, if people want to go, people want to go back to old leg TV stuff or even in this podcast to a degree, I guess, like you're probably going to find something to nitpick over. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see any of the clips that he posted, but so, context also kind of makes a, a difference in, yeah, in, so, when you're making those con comments. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, in the world that we live in where there's actual like human trash, you know, doing some pretty human trash things. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, this, this ain't it, right? It was low on the totem pole. Yeah. Um, I can see why people would be concerned, especially for something as prestigious as Jeopardy. Um, so, I mean, I get that to a degree. I'm not totally, you know, disregarding the comments he made inappropriate. Um, but 
The reason why I believe he got fired and a lot of people believe they got he got fired is because he was the executive producer of Jeopardy and he is the one who that selected himself. Who selected <laughs> all of the candidates to potentially get the job and interview them, put do testing, screen testing, all that and then opted to say none of, no to all of them and hire himself. Okay? Um when that got out publicly a lot of people oh, were not super happy. pissed yeah. because yeah. you had the girl from Big Bang Theory who absolutely smashed it out the park, who, in my opinion, was the best candidate out of any of them. As much well, as they I were going to use, they were going to use her for the special episodes or whatever, right? Or whatever, right? Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, you know, there was Lavar. Like, obviously, he's talented; he could fit the role. But if we're being objective, she most certainly had the right it factor for. Jeopardy. She just did. Uh, just the way she delivered, um, how punctual she was, how on the point she was, how the way she used humor, um, didn't overdo it. Wasn't the show wasn't about her. Um, she just did it right. Uh, and she really should have been fully hired. Uh, when the public found out that this guy was the executive producer and he was the one who ultimately chose himself <laughs> to get the part. And all of the fans of the people that were in the running running up realized that this guy chose himself. I believe that Jeopardy found it out to fire him over comments that they knew existed long before this. This isn't this isn't something that just comes up, you know, now that somebody's got the gig. This shit has been known. These companies know. They 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 hear and see everything. Um, I fully believe Jeopardy said, "Okay, this ain't gonna work." The beginning of this this new relationship is completely tarnished. We got a guy in here that picked himself, and <laughs> and I think, and he's 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 been executive producer on a lot of big game shows. Yeah, Price is Right as well. Price is Right, all kinds of shit. And the story is, is this guy secretly wanted these people's jobs, wanted to be the front runner, wanted to be the guy that gets all the attention. Alex tragically passed away. And the way I look at it is this guy didn't plan on hiring anybody except himself. Apparently, apparently Alex uh, mentioned in an interview once who he, he thought should else. be, it was a, it was a black lady. Black uh, yeah, and black she wasn't yep. even on the list of, on of the list. screen tests. Yep. And he he even said there's like there's record of him saying that's who he wanted to be the host. He didn't yeah. even put her, he didn't even put her on the in the running up. <laughs> so I looked at all the candidates and I have selected myself. Yes. <laughs> so you know I believe and a lot of people believe this was a formality. This was Jeopardy overseeing <laughs> his decision. Yeah, more than now, likely, if yeah. he picked himself and it was a unanimous, everybody was in love with this guy. Probably would, the show would have went on, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it sucks for him because you know he, he's not getting his job, and I think the contract was like eighteen or twenty-one million bucks. Oh, crazy! Plus, plus his executive producing credit, uh, which he'd be getting bank on on the back end as well. So this guy probably lost, you know, thirty, oh, forty million bucks. Lord, uh, after he got fired. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I personally don't think it's because, you know comments he made on a podcast eight years ago 
Um, I mean, you look at something like James Gunn, right? Who, yeah. you know, made made jokes about. I think uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, like you know, pedophilia or or uh, some I sort can't re- of child-related. You know, I could be I, wrong. So allegedly, I'll say I could be wrong. But he he's he said some some pretty dark humor, and it was it was yeah. it, it was that's what it was. It wasn't him being a sick, perverted person or going you know crazy and saying some crazy dumb shit. I mean, it's the same thing with comedians. They they say all kind. They make make fun of it, tons of people, um, and different types of people. Uh, and it just so happens, just like we saw with Kevin Hart when he got a big. He got a big job for the Oscars or whatever, and people wanted to tear tear him down. They go back to some old, you know, ten year old tweets about, you know, him him saying things about, you know, the gay community or LGB, you know, community or something, right? Um, and and it was it's just it was humor. Yeah, it's inappropriate, especially in these times. You know, these people are, you know, it's 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 a different time. It doesn't make it right by any means. I'm not condoning this stuff, but Jesus, you know. <laughs> you, 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 we're, we're, is that what we're doing now? Are you going to cancel people from eight-year-old? Well, it was definitely. It, it definitely did give him an out because the people dig that stuff up, which is already a bad look. True. And then, and then on top of that, the dude literally said, "I've carefully examined all of our candidates, and after thorough investigation, I have decided me to pick myself." <laughs> that's that's how you get fired. It's so absurd. I can't. You can't fucking like in a million years. You would have never convinced me that somebody would be so fucking brazen to literally go through all of that, have all of those people on, and then be like, "No, you know what? None of them did it. I'm gonna do it instead." (laughs) The fuck? That's just crazy. But yeah, so that happened. Uh, And that's it. That's all we got. Which means it's time for a a nice 15 minute version of. Export. Patreon.com slash lag TV for $10 or more a month. You can get a couple of things. Chiefly right now, as we answer the questions that you put into a post that I put up right before the podcast every week called Tech Support. We're going to answer as many as we can in the time we have, which today is not very much time, so let's get into it. Uh, Dan Jim asks, What life altering things should every human ideally get to experience at least once in their lives? Birth of a child? Hmm. I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, not everyone wants kids, but for those who do want kids, not everyone that wants kids gets a chance to have them, but yes, like a life-altering thing of like having a a child, especially being there for the birth of the child, uh, specifically. Trust me, if you don't Um, want kids, and you see the birth of your child, you'll suddenly want kids? You'll want the kid. (laughs) Believe me. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say do some sort of like on the ground charity work to see what other people are living like that aren't in your bracket. If you're already well, like a little bit more well off, like when I was younger, mom had me working in soup kitchens a few, uh, more than a few times, uh, for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, you know, season type stuff, uh, doing soup kitchens and whatnot. Because it's one of those things where, like, it's it's uh, separation from from it. You know it exists. You hear about it all the time. You might even occasionally see somebody that's in a tent downtown uh, or something. But until you're actually there, or you get to interact with these people, or talk to them, uh, and 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 see what they're really going through, um, it's sometimes easy to just forever forget that they're there and that it's even a a, a thing, and and just 
I think that's kind of a, a relatively important um, aspect of life to uh, to consider. If anything, because it builds empathy for people that you might not have naturally right off the rip. You know, I know even when I was a kid, I, I was like, why am I going to this? You know, why am I doing this type thing? You get there and then you understand later on that you build empathy um, by experiencing that kind of stuff. Uh, and if there's one thing that 2021 seemingly lacks, might be a little bit of empathy. You talk to our own government locally here for that. After our housing crisis has, for the first time in our lives, Jeff and I's lives, resulted in um, actual just temporary shelter homeless villages in our public parks and stuff that we've never, never have we had that in our lifetimes. And our housing crisis in the last two years with the, with the pandemic has uh, created that situation. And the best that they could come up with was like the, the moment we switched governments, they were tearing down fucking the temporary shelters. And now they're saying they regret it. Incredible times we live in. Let me tell you. Uh, eight, nine, ten. Oh, we already have answered that several times before. In fact, he already answered himself in his responses. Um, Danish devil, what's a drink or snack that you grab to just sit down after a long day and breathe? A drink or a snack? Um, I mean, drink, uh, vodka and cranberry juice. Hmm. I probably do that twice a week. Uh, um, and as for a snack, um, usually Kayla, we, um, cut up some cheese, a little bit of crackers and some salami, um, mm. or pepperoni, you know, mm. and we snack on that, have a drink, it's classic, watch some Netflix and chill. It's either that or, or, or it's an ice cream or ice cream cake. I don't, I only have that once a year, but <laughs> I do fuck with say, some ice cream. You gotta save, save that for special occasions. Yep. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I've just, uh, uh, a beer, a rum and coke, if it's a drink, drink. Um, and then as for snacks and stuff, honestly, at the end of the day, like about my before bed shit, I'm having a bowl of fucking cereal. That's my, my go-to. Cereal is the food of the gods, as far as I'm concerned, right next to various kinds of sandwiches. Uh, would you ever rock a mustache? Asks Seth. You mean without a beard to go with it? Fuck no. I'd look like a pedophile. No, I'm not doing that. No. I don't even want to know what that looks like. It's probably not great on either of us. It's a bad choice. (laughs) Took me long enough to get used to this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I shaved for like the, till I was like (laughs) eight or 29. Uh, and then I was like, ah, I'll let it grow. Now I'm used to it. Now I look weird if I'm completely shaved. I don't even want, I actually don't know what, I don't want to even know what I want to look like now. I I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't, without a beard, I don't want to see it. Scared. You know who does have a dope mustache right now though? Fucking Smitty. Brian, down the street. Fucking crazy like Tom Selleck ass mustache. Yeah, I saw it with the, with the. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's got it going. Um, and surprisingly doesn't look like a pedophile. Of the three, only one not looking weird. Um. Uh, Captain Ergen, or or Egern, sorry. Uh, do you have a go-to feel-good movie that you have seen a million times? A go-to feel-good movie. Hmm. Hmm. 
feel good? I don't think so. Um, I don't watch too many feel-good movies. What's about just a movie that you want to watch that, that makes you feel makes good? It doesn't feel have to be a feel-good movie. I know it's a genre, but um, like, do you have a movie that you just go to? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Shawshank Redemption. Um, it's kind of a feel-good movie. Great, little, great story. It really is a feel-good movie. So I, I, that one, that's the one that comes to mind. Um, I don't watch, I, I don't watch uh, repeat movies too, too frequently, just because like my time is valuable, and if I'm gonna watch something, I try and watch something I haven't watched before. Mm. Um, so I don't really. The only like repeat viewings I do on a regular basis around Christmas time. You know, I guess those are feel good movies, like you know, Home Alone and stuff, um, because it makes me it puts me into the holiday spirit and it's just kind of like, it reminds me of time off and family and laughter and, um, that sort of stuff. So, um, I guess if I had to really pick one, I guess like home alone probably be probably Mm. be it. But Shawshank is just like a movie that I've watched probably half a dozen times. And it's just a good experience every time. I would say for like they're they're also not necessarily feel good movies, but the ones that I watch if I want to feel a little better or if I just want, uh, you know, the a nostalgic feel. feeling, the good <laughs> feel, uh, would be like uh, uh, Rush Hour, any of the Rush Hour movies. Yeah, those are fun. also Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Night. They're very similar. It's just you're getting Jackie Chan playing off of two different people. Um, I really love, I mean, I could watch Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Night like a fucking bajillion times, and that shit's still going to make me laugh, um, you know, constantly. Um, same with Rush Hour. And then, um, and what we just started watching when we were down at the family home, and we've been continuing to watch now that we're back, it's not, it's not a, a movie, but the but Star Trek Voyager is like a very nostalgic show for me, and so when I watch it, it's one of those things that like, it's not that it makes me feel like a kid, but it makes me like I kind of get back to that time kind of deal in my brain. Mm. And so I can turn everything comfort. off and just comfort. comfort. It's comfort food. Yeah. It's comfort viewing. Uh, oh, wait, I'm looking at the friggin' wrong page here. Uh, we got time for one more here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick Winters asks, um, what will you do during the two weeks of autumn? Since summer, 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 two weeks of autumn, winter. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna be streaming, man. Uh, I'm just, you know, uh, I, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna try and get in one or two days to like go out and kind of enjoy the last bit of sh- t-shirt and shorts mm. that will that we'll have. But outside of that, man, summer's over in my opinion. It's done. Um, it's time to get back on the grind. It's grind time. Mm. I will. Uh, M has to. M just got like two weeks or has two weeks of vacation time to use, and she has to use it. It doesn't carry into the ne- into like the next year. And in the nursing p- profession, everyone tries to get Christmas off. It's just like you, you like you'd have to go into a gulag, and whoever comes out alive gets the Christmas vacation. So. We need to figure out where we're going to spend vacation time, and and in the, you know, September October time frame is still time where we can get away somewhere and still ex- enjoy outdoorsy 
activities and whatnot. And so we'll probably be using at least a week of her, you know, five to so, five or so days of her vacation time to do that. Yeah. Uh, either this month, September or early, early October um, and enjoy being outside. You know, she wants to go see the sunflower um, fields, take some pictures and hang out there. We'll probably go back to the family home one more time before we shut it up for the winter time. Uh, and spend another couple of days down there where it won't be 400 fucking degrees Celsius like it was when we just got just got down there early, uh, not too long ago. Um, so uh, that will be it. And then other than that, yeah, it'll just be right back to work, and it'll be the same for, for M, and she'll just take time wherever she can uh, because it would be a miracle for her to get anything close to Christmas off. So we'll make as much of that as we can while, while, uh, while it's still acceptable to go outside. And that will be it. Otherwise, it'll just be... Work, 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 the usual, the usual, speaking of the usual, in four minutes, Jeff has more work, 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 work to go and do, so we're going to call the podcast right there, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming by and watching this live, thank you for listening on the RSS feed, spread the word if you think somebody might enjoy watching or listening or both to this podcast, of course, patreon.com slash TV to financially support this bad boy, uh, and uh, keep those, those money wheels turning. Uh, and, uh, and that's pretty much all we've got for you this week. Thank you very much. And until we see you guys next week, have a good one. Peace. Peace.